What is going on, Fantasy Kingdom? Welcome to the Fantasy Kings podcast. We're uh, here tonight after Monday Night Football. Two man games, but we're here. I'm your host, Pease. Joining me tonight is going to be our co-host, Kalito. Say what up, Kali. What up, Peasy? How you doing? Doing great, man. We also got our EP, executive producer, Beep Count. Beep, what's going on? What's going on, boys? How you doing? Doing Been great, better. Beep Count. Doing doing great. Been better. Took an L to Kali this weekend because his whole team exploded. I had the third most points, but uh, kind of sucks when you're playing number one. But what can you do? That's true. That's true. If it could I be ever... worse. It could, it could be a lot worse. You could be the Denver Broncos at this point. That's a. That's I feel like I'd rather be. Is that? I feel like that's an upgrade <laughs> from being the Bears, dude. This last, the Bears had a rough week. This all media coverage, um, losing a hundred k and and total value supposedly uh, of equipment, uh, having to cover up some type of story for their defensive coordinator who resigned slash probably forced to quit. Uh, Justin they- Fields blaming some coaches. Uh, no way, no, which retract that he, he would never blame any coaches for his <laughs> horrible play or his teammates. Um, yeah, but even the fans, you know, can't, uh, you know, they just looked awful. And then, so, and yeah, but then Taylor even, Swift was in attendance to watch you get your teeth kicked in. <laughs> but the Bears giving up 41 points and still not being the biggest deficit of the weekend. Yeah, that's uh, that's true, that's very true. Joker of the week, by the way, Broncos defense. Yeah, pretty how bad. Do up, how do you give up 70? 10 touchdowns. <laughs> King of the week, uh, Vic Fangio. King Fangs. The Fangs. But yeah, so uh, anyway, that brings us right into our segment, though, for Kings and Jokers of the week. Uh, we'll, like we always do, we're going to start off with the quarterback, y'all. Colin, who you got this week as your quarterback, King? Um, it's gotta be obvious. I got to go with my boy who just, uh, single handedly balled out and gave me the, you know, the courage to go out and get a W along with my stars. My stars showed out and Tua had four touchdown, um, you know, well over uh, 300 yards passing four touchdowns, man, that game was just a highlight reel. Anybody who had a piece of that action on the dolphins minus uh waddle balled out and double digit points so um to a you know two or three weeks he's looking like that that mvp candidate um you know he's definitely uh you know chasing you know mahomes what's to say for that number one qb this year maybe in fantasy yeah for sure i mean let's <laughs> not lose our minds but yeah no Tua definitely stick it in me this week it was uh not fun to watch i, I even text calling halfway through the game or halfway through the first half i was like yo they're going to take two out. This is going to be great. They're beating him so bad that they didn't. I mean, they did eventually, but they let him get 304 first. So that was that was brutal to watch. I mean, it was awesome because I hate the Broncos, but on the fantasy side, it's <laughs> uh, ridiculous. But yeah, that's a good pick. My king is going to be Justin Herbert, who put up 400 yards, three touchdowns. They got a big win. I mean, he... He did get a little lucky because that last touchdown should have been picked, bounced right into his guy's hands. But hey, all we care about is fantasy points. When he put up over forty, uh, he's he's been looking good. Can't blame him for uh, for some of their coaching decisions. But uh, Herbert's going to be the king of the week. So shout out to Justin Herbert. 
They uh, he he put up. He was making some dime throws too. That one touchdown he threw sidearm to the guy in the flat was insane. I've I've seen that clip a couple times. That was a ridiculous throw. So shout out to the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Chargers doing some uh, some big things as far as points. Um, surprised they were able to get that W. Um, just because it was, they haven't it was like <laughs> the, you the never gods, know, dude. Yeah, well, the gods who are fighting over like there's a specific god of the fantasy, or of, there's a football god that fights to make the Chargers Charger, and there's a football god that makes the Vikings Viking, and they were at war. Those two gods were at war. Who's going to choke this game away? And ultimately, it was the Vikings. Absolutely. Although both um, teams did all they could to lose it. Yeah, there were some points. A lot of points to be had in that game. Um, you know, my Joker QB of uh, of the week. You know, I'll just jump into it because I have s- several shares. I keep reminding our our viewers and people watching and listening. Is I thought Trevor Lawrence was uh, was the chosen one. Uh, Prince but, was promised, but he is not. I mean, another dud. I, th- I think he has like one receiver doing well. Then ETN is doing good, but uh, it wasn't going good for Ridley. Um, so Trevor Lawrence, I, I don't even know how they lost that. Uh, let's talk about some uh, spreads. Yes, let's talk about some spreads. I think they were a seven and a half point favorite and and they weren't winning at all. They were actually losing the entire game. So I thought I'm like, oh, this is a great, a great, you know, time for them to get some junk points, you know, some catch-up points are gonna be throwing galore. Um nobody was hitting, nobody was catching, and they outright lost. So yeah. um Joker for me. What about you, Pete? Yeah, so I agree with you there. The one thing I'll say about Trevor Lawrence is he had three just killer drops this past week. Uh, the one hit, Calvin Ridley, I mean, you couldn't have handed it off better to him, dropped it, and he had one in the end zone. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence will be fine, but yeah, it is a baffling start for the Prince that was promised. Uh, my joker, and again, we're going to go with a guy I have a lot of shares of, thanks to my esteemed partner, uh, and that would be Justin Fields, who didn't break 100 passing yards, had 47 rush yards, which was pretty good. But man, 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 without that total garbage time touchdown, it would have been a even more of a disaster than it was. Um, I know the Bears that was had, a pure garbage time touchdown too. So that just that maybe eased the bleeding uh, for some people, but. Oof. Yeah, that was that was that was a rough look for your boy. Um, I mean, when you look at it, you you ended up beating me by about 17 points, and your quarterback scored 42 and mine scored 11. So that is not nice. And you were cool. super mad at me when I drafted Justin Fields. We should do a Fields for two straight up, you know. Uh, nah, I mean, I also had a uh, Jared Goff there too. I kind of still feel uh, bad for uh, letting him uh, leave my team, but hey, yep. can't uh, I don't see me benching Tua after how he's playing and no yeah, way be insane but, to bench him, but uh, RIP to, to Phil's though, because uh, I feel you there. I even drafted him in a couple shares as well, and man, it's been a disappointment. I, I hope they, they do something quick, but. He's going to be quick on the drop zone uh, completely if he continues, you know, let's just say one or two more games. He, he might not even be rosterable um, if it literally doesn't turn around at least one game just to get right or whatever the case may He's be. He's got the Broncos defense this week, so this is 
as they say the final countdown absolutely i just uh, i just saw that i just saw miami drop 70 on this defense so you should be able to get to 20 fantasy points is all i'm saying yeah um, when when you have four more points than mike white the backup for the dolphins who threw two passes the whole game i mean might be a problem yeah mike mike white is my sneaky king of the week he he scored <laughs> more more fantasy points than the following starters, Zach Wilson, Desmond Ritter, Ryan Tannehill, not Jameis Winston because he came in for injury, uh, Daniel Jones, and Sam Howell. Six quarterbacks that he scored more fantasy points. and with he two passes. Two passes. That's that, wild. That's a wild that stat. To, and honestly, the best part of that was that dime he threw to Chosen Anderson or Robbie Chosen. I don't know what he goes by. But because, and this is just a fandom thing here, I have to hear Broncos fans all the time, Pastor Tan's the best corner in the league. It's like, bro, he just got dusted by the wide receiver four and the backup QB. He is not the best corner in the league. Hashtag go Dolphins. I'm certain of that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Uh, certain of that. Uh, But yeah, so let's move on to the kings of the wide receiver room. Kali. We're just going to skip right right past the running backs. I I mean, we we can kind of jump around. Let's jump around. You know, it's crisscross it. You know, house of pain. Let's go. Absolutely. Uh, uh, For my wide receiver, let's just go with another guy on my team that I'm happy to uh, have ownership in and stakes in is Devontae Adams with his uh, 170 plus yards and two touchdowns, double digit receptions and targets. Man, um, that's what I thought would happen from him. Not like that, but I thought he would be, you know, kind of the one that was overlooked because he was at the end of the first round or kind of at the turn. Um, but yeah, he showed out huge day King for me. Um, you know, happy to be rewarded for sure. Yeah. And you know, that, that one was real, that man, Devonte Adams killed me yesterday in two different leagues. Um, and specifically against us going to my King. I had Keenan Allen going up against him. So they went blow for blow. Keenan Allen, which is wild. Those guys were in the forties, man. They they crushed. Yeah, forty three and forty one and change for both of them. Um, you know, Keenan Allen is about to be the most targeted wide receiver in the NFL. So if you're in a PPR league or a half PPR league, you should try and go and trade for him because. And they just announced it today. Mike Williams with that torn ACL done for the year. Quinton Johnston hasn't been getting open. You know, they've got some other guys there, but, you know, he, there's a reason he was peppered with love. You know, he got 18 catches on 20 targets. And I yeah. see he's just going to be, he's just going to be getting fed the rest of this year. So if you have him like me, sweet, good job. If you don't have him, you might want to try to see if you can trade him, you know, see if you can get a package together. Uh, Honestly, pause. I think this year might just be the, the year of the seasoned vets, you know, who kind of went, um, you know, what's just say the back seat because you have people who are proven like Mike Evans, not too many people drafted him in the top, you know, what's just say 15. Um, you obviously had Keenan and uh, Keenan Allen, who was borderline between the 10 and the 15 between uh, who you got him. Uh, Devonte Adams was in the similar situation there. And just those three names right there, those have been proven wide receivers for a long, you know, hot minute going on right now. Um, yep. so yeah, uh, huge king there. Um, 
What's, uh, why don't you tell me about who your Joker is, Peasy? Yeah, so my Joker is going to be the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, who played tonight, only got uh, like four and a half points. Uh, you know, it, it, the, the Philly offense looks, I'm a little concerned about the Philadelphia offense. And I should say the Philadelphia passing offense because Swift is killing. He's Swifty. Uh, he's, yeah, he is. He's doing good. It looks like people got him into steal, but not to change the subject. Go ahead. But yeah, so he. So the reason I'm worried about the Philly pass offense is that you know they've got their their run game is has improved as silly as it sounds from last year with Swift hitting those holes. Every time they give the ball to Gainwell, I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? You know, he'll have like one or two good runs a game and he'll have like five where he's just stuffed, right? And Swift is getting the ball. He's hitting the hole hard. And so that is affecting the pass game. And, you know, you're seeing that I'm not I'm not on a 10 out of 10 scale. I'm not 10 out of 10 for like red fire alarms. But A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, you know, you got to wonder about their thing going forward. If this continues, you know, there was... They know he just, I think he had four catches or no, two catches for 28 yards, something like that. And that's just, I mean, where you drafted him, that's going to hurt you. Yeah. um, It's tough. I think, uh, I think both those guys are honestly, they're going to trade duds and they're going to be a couple, couple times where they're both, you know, be in the top 15 um, together. But most of the time I I would lean more a little bit towards AJ Brown. Um, But you're right. So tough call there. Uh, I'm going to go with someone that's a little fan favorite, especially from a draft capital. Uh, this guy's just had a lot of hype between him. So my choker for wide receivers of the week is going to be CD Lamb. Um, he had 50 yards. He had five points if you're in standard. Uh, you didn't even get to double digits if you were uh, in half point PPR. Um, and where you got him, what you spent on him, uh, you expect a lot more from that, especially considering that you know, they were double digit favorites. Dallas was, and they were basically chasing the entire game. So the whole time. So you thought that one, he maybe not have had the best game because you're like, Oh, they're probably going to blow them out. They'll probably just run it. Tony Pollard's going to have a, a huge game, which he had a really good game as far as rushing yards, but not like, you know, off the charts, but no, that's not the case. They were basically losing the entire time. They were chasing the clock the entire time. So I thought, you know, that would be a great spot for him to uh, get a lot of targets, a lot of love. I mean, there were some just bad passes his way, but man, what a bust. Five points, uh, 50 yards. Uh, you don't yeah. want, you definitely expect more than 50 yards from anyone who is a top 10 wide receiver, whether it's, you know, spending 50 bucks or whether you're you're spending a top, you know. Second round pick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So huge and the bust thing was, the thing about that with C.D. Lamb is that he was, you know, the Cowboys were trailing for like 55 minutes of that game yesterday. So not only did he have that bad game, he had that bad game in a positive game script as far as fantasy goes. What worries me about C.D. Lamb is it seems like McCarthy, and you know, he was getting a lot of uh, slack for this on the offseason. He was talking about, oh, we want to run the ball, we want to control the clock, and this, that, and the other thing. It's, it seems like he was dead ass on that. Like, he was serious. Um, and I think he's playing because I mean, you know, there's, there's that stat going around where if Dak throws the ball over 35 times, the Cowboys win like 
30% of the games. Whereas if he throws under 35 times and they win like 88%, you know, something crazy like that. So he, he's trying to keep it. So Dak's not throwing. And then when they, even, even late in that game yesterday, they were still running the ball, you know, not throwing. So I'm wondering if, you know, that could be a concern down the line. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, the breaks are over there in the, the red sea, but man, I think everybody <laughs> wrote Cardinals off uh, as the worst team starting out, and they definitely are, are putting some people on, on notice, kind of. Um, they played well. I mean, I know they're just one and two, but they have they haven't – everyone expected them to come in and just shit the bed and tank for Caleb. But they – you know, their first three games, they've been playing hard, which I give – you know, they don't have the most talented team out there, but you got to give them a lot of respect. You know, I saw that uh, that video of their coach giving the motivational speech. I was like, this team is going to be so terrible. Yeah, they can't but, believe they even to make a sandwich over there. Like he's asking yeah. a, a room full of uh, millionaires or at least a good percentage of them, if any of them took the bus to practice. You're who like, took well, the bus? Uh, who, uh, I want that was a terrible joke there. Um, <laughs> even that one was all... Explodes, bombs. Yeah. Excited. Hey, you know what? It, something he's doing is resonating because they're playing hard and they're not getting blown out. They played tough week one. They had the Giants on the ropes week two, and they pulled out a win against the Cowboys in week three. And they won. They were double digit dogs and they won by double digits. I mean, right. that's that's something's working. And shout out to Josh Dobbs out there trolling Micah Parsons on uh, TikTok. Shout out. <laughs> um, what are you thinking right. about your Kings for? Uh, the next most important position. So, I mean, tight end King undisputed will always be also better than Gronk. Travis Kelsey, seven catches, 69 yards, touchdown and Taylor Swift in the house. So, I mean, what else is there to say? Um, no, no. I mean, he's, uh, he's going to be consistently one or two. And I, I hope that, uh, Let's just say Taylor Swift goes to every game so he can just look up in the stands and then he can hold hands with her at the end of the game just to get all that extra attention. Uh, I heard that they even like hit her in a popcorn machine from his suite just to like get her out of there with all the fans. That's how how famous she is. Yeah, no, big time. Uh, But yeah, definitely a king. Um, I'll say my king, and I have both these guys in the same team. So um, I didn't get to benefit from one of them except for in another league is Sam Laporta. Uh, he did. The he did well, dude. He's uh, he's creeping up in target share. His percentage as well. He went for eight catches, eighty-four yards, and a touchdown. Um, dude, he's looking good. So he's another I, guy. Yeah, sorry to cut you off there, but he's a guy that is has been impressive the first couple weeks. He might start creeping into that top five, like because I mean, everybody with the exception of Kelsey. You know, and Kelsey's only played two weeks. He's, you know, we, we know what Kelsey is and what he's going to be, but all the other tight ends that are supposed to be up there are like not doing anything. With yeah, and he's consistent. He's he's consistently getting, he's getting you at least seven targets uh, a game. So, I mean, that's what you want from a tight end that you got in like the twelfth round. Or, I mean, I got that guy off waivers. So, on a lot of teams, um, if not like the very last few rounds. So, draft capital snake, uh, all very good. Both good kings uh, at that tight end position. Um, why don't I just take over and you know so you can cap us off there? Then we can move to running back. Uh, you know, a tight end. I just you know I'm going to stop saying his name. Uh, I'll maybe bring him up a couple more times before I write him off. But uh, Darren Waller, 
geez, he is the Joker. Man, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I think too many analysts on NFL Network, Every single ESPN, analyst. I think everybody's like, oh, this is Waller. He's going to get the target share. He's a big target. He's athletic. He's talented. Who's the Giants going to be their go-to? It's going to be this guy. But one, Daniel Jones is overthrowing him, so there's a few he can't control. But even then, some of the ones he can catch, he ain't really catching them. Um, I don't know. He just doesn't look good. I mean, it looks like he's going to be a consistent for like two to six points at most until I see something different. uh, Huge letdown this week and for the year so far. Yeah, couldn't agree more, especially because he's on my roster. And you're going back to what you were saying, it was literally every analyst was hyping him all offseason. It was like they have to take Darren Waller out of practices because he's just torching them and Daniel Jones is just targeting him all the time and they need to get their wide receivers work. You know, it's it's Darren Waller season. And yeah, sweet. I'm glad we listened to that. What what was it, what was I thinking? Thinking Daniel Jones could have a fantasy relevant pass catcher. What was I yeah. thinking? My Joker again. This is the he. This is the uh, this is the tight end Joker of the Year award. I'm calling it after three weeks, it, and it's close given what Darren Waller is doing. But Kyle Pitts, I mean Kyle Pitts, just I I don't get it. I don't get it. I know they want to be a run first team, and I'm I, you know Kyle Pitts. I it's frustrating because he's getting open, and you see Riddler uh, Riddler throwing it twelve yards over his head. I mean, if I was rid- if I was Kyle Pitts, I would say, look, trade me to Kansas City right now, because that would be dope. Have a have a have a succession plan for Travis Kelsey in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Get him some rings. But yeah, if I if I was him, I would want to get the f out of Dodge when it comes to Atlanta, because I mean, even you know they get they drafted Bijan, so you can make the argument like, hey, we want to run. We got this great running back. Bijan only had like six or seven points this week, right? He didn't have a huge game. And Algier did terrible too. I mean, he had like two points. So I I think Bijan and Algier combined barely hit double digits. Barely. Yeah, Uh, I don't think they did. Yeah, so it was pretty bad. So buy uh, was that a buy low on Kyle Pitts? No, that was a... (laughs) That that sell or drop, huh? That's a a sell. Sell for $1 worth of fab. Right. Um, that's hilarious. But yeah, totally agree. Total bust. The athleticism people can talk about all they want. He's a freak athlete. He's getting not. that open. They're just not throwing it to him. They're like, you know what? I would, I'm going to take three guys in the top 10 and I'm going to have a super boring offense. I'm going to take three skill players in the top 10 of the last three drafts. And then I'm going to run the most boring offense imaginable. My name is Arthur Smith. Smith. Riddler at uh, Cincinnati over there. I mean, he kind of did play a cake schedule, even though they went undefeated. But, uh, um, yeah, I didn't really think he was going to be that great this year anyway. So um, let's move to running backs. Back to running backs. Yeah, we skipped him. That was my bad. I just got got so excited about the wide receivers, you know? That's true. It happens. It's it's a good position to get excited for. Um, let's go with uh, a couple Kings. Let's just say Miami Dolphins running backs together. Uh, whether you had Mostert or you had a chain, I mean, both those dudes feasted. I mean, they had a couple holidays and some leftovers as far as foods, man. They just kept eating and eating and eating. Uh, they just crushed like the Kobayashi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, four touchdowns each. Jesus. Uh, I just can't believe how good that they looked. Um, A-Chain actually looked faster. He looked a little bit more explosive, but 
I mean, you can't knock on on Raheem Mostert at all, dude. I mean, those guys, I don't think many people, they unless you're in a super deep league, um, had A-chain starting, unless you're maybe in Dynasty or just very like 12 or 14. Or if you were in dire straits because you had, you know, Eckler and Aaron Jones or something, you know what I mean? And you were- Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, anybody, uh, geez, they did really good. So uh, those are my kings for the week is Miami Dolphins running back as a whole. Sweet, man. So my king is going to be James Conner, and I've been banging this drum for I don't know how long. You know, dude put up 19 points this weekend against the Dallas defense, the vaunted Dallas defense. He's getting the touches. He's efficient. He's got a touchdown. I Man, he had 98 yards, and I was begging for him to get two more because in the league we're in, you get a five-point bonus if they go over 100. And then, they, you know, he got a... He had like a six-yard run to get to 98, and he got the first down, and they just kneeled the clock out. I was so sad. I know, I know you needed sometimes it's an extra five points. I mean, they're huge. Yeah. Uh, totally. So uh, I definitely – good call. I mean, I I love it. I actually benched him in one league, but I ended up putting in Moser in his spot at Tony Pollard and uh, Connor. So can't be mad at that. But, um, but yeah, yeah, good he- king. He he he's running back six on the year right now, which I mean, dude, like he 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 is going, you know, he I don't ever see him going for like 35 plus, but I also don't see him dropping below double digits. He the 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 targets are there, the the workloads there as far as the carries. He's he's a solid player, and, and there's no like competition said, really. No one's like you know on his and the heels Cardinals, trying to take his position away from him. They're committed, and the Cardinals aren't laying down, right? So, James Conner, man, shout out to you. So absolutely, yeah. actually, both the Kings um, for this week. Um, you didn't really get them as far as high draft capital, and as well as uh, you know where, where you got them in each round. So kudos to those guys. Yeah, we're um, making the case for the zero running back folks up out there i know uh speaking of jokers uh let's talk about some running backs you know let's keep the team theme going um uh, let's go with chicago bears i think the whole team minus dj moore's is the only person who had um, a good day but even his good day was very he lucky. had that drop that was killer though yeah but <laughs> even then i'm saying if it wasn't for that yeah. that garbage uh touchdown at the end uh, yeah. you know, that's what got him into double digits, but it could have been bad. But the Bears running backs, Jesus, Khalil Herbert is supposed to be the starter. He had 30 yards, 31 yards and a fumble. So uh don't matter if he caught a catch or two. If you're in any league PPR, half point PPR standard, he did not. He, he basically got you nothing, Um, yeah. you know, one to five points at most. And then Roshan Johnson, everyone's thinking he's the better back. He can handle it. He's going to compliment him well and, you know, he didn't do anything as well. I mean, I think the the Bears in general are just kind of shut down. Um, like I said, DJ Moore is the only one who, you know, was serviceable as far as from a fantasy purpose. And I'm going to make you feel a little bit better on that, just because the Chiefs defense is so solid. I mean, <laughs> they're 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 the they're the Chiefs for the reason. No, and I, uh, and shout out to PZ to stream the Chiefs defense. Uh, I was able to get them in a couple, and they got me double digits. So yeah, the, the Chiefs defense is playing very well. They drafted a lot of guys last year that are now in their second year. Jalen, Chris Jones is back. He's playing for a contract, which actually brings me to my next point. So my running back bust is Joshua Kelly. You know, we all thought okay, Eckler's out. Kelly's going to get the touches. You know, it's not going to be as good as Eckler. But, you know, there's going to be production there. 
wrong. So wrong. He has been complete garbage. Back-to-back weeks garbage with no Eckler. I'm, like, stunned on how bad he is. He's got more yards in the game he played with Eckler than he does in the two games without Eckler. It doesn't make any sense. So that's the Chargers telling, you know, Eckler's like, hey, I want a new deal. What I do for this offense isn't replaceable. And through two weeks, yeah, yeah, he's right. Like, he, Eckler, you know, it's crazy how Eckler can go for dumb points in fantasy, dumb touchdowns all the time. And, you know, now we're looking at Kelly and he's just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still, I, f- I feel foolish. I spent a bunch of my fab budget on him in a couple of weeks. Um, so what a letdown. Um, I'm totally on the, on board with that huge boss, huge joker. Yep. All right, so that brings us to the end of the King. Let's talk uh, real quick. Uh, I just want to mention a couple honorable mentions since we're talking about Kings doing King stuff, kind of like you and I, uh, facing off, always being in playoff contention. Uh, Let's talk about stud-wide receivers for draft capital, whether you're in Snake or whether you spend a lot of money on them. All the big names all the way up until you got to basically CeeDee Lamb (laughs) and Cooper Cup. Because he wasn't uh, playing. Uh, he's actually on IR. But you have Jay Jetta. He did work. Killing it. Uh, he he crushed this week. You had Jamar Chase. He had a great Monday Night Football. Killing. I think he had like he 14 crushed. catches. And then let's just say, depending on when you drafted, uh, from a time perspective of Cooper Cup, if you drafted early, that news wasn't fully out. He was usually the third wide receiver off the board. But the fourth overall consensus, for the most part, was Tyreek Hill. And go those, for 2K. yes, those, those <laughs> three wide receivers are straight balling. So if there's, and even if there is, Adams uh, in there, like we talked about earlier. So really, if you take Cooper cup out of the equation, the top four receivers that were going off the board, one, two, three, four are all showing out. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see that, especially, you know, sometimes I, even in one league, I was telling a buddy of mine, um, I had the number two spot. I do have a couple leagues where it's snake. And I, I went with Eckler in my second pick, and I was just kind of thinking because Jefferson went one. I was like, what was I thinking not to go? Uh, and it's a full-point PPR league. Like, why did I not take CMC or, you know, Tyreek Hill? Uh, I would just oh, – I'm just so mad. But, yeah, shout-out to them. So huge, uh, you know, constant kings. And, you know, for people who have shares, you know, reap those uh, benefits. Sweet, yeah, definitely. All right, Beep, what do you have for us when it comes to waiver wire? wire? We're going to get into the waiver wire here. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of names. You guys tell me who you're picking up for your team. We're going to start with the quarterbacks here. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Just like Joe Tessitore, Baker Mayfield. Baker Emmanuel Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Let's go. Who's he CJ playing CJ Stroud. No. And playing against, I should say. I know he's with Tampa Bay. That's a great question. Let me pull that up here. While I'm thinking about that, so we've got Baker Mayfield. We have CJ Stroud from the Texans. And because the injury to Derek Carr, how about Jameis Winston? Jameis. Famous Jameis. So... It, if I'm looking for someone to pick up for the year, if I'm in real dire straits, I'm probably going to go with CJ Stroud here. Um, CJ Stroud, man, he 
rolled in against the Jaguars and just laid the wood. Right. He he's I, I was a little I, I don't want to say I was concerned. I just didn't, you know, I didn't see him going off as quickly as he has. I didn't think he would be playing this well this early. But I was wrong. You know, he what he put up 380 yards yesterday. Like if I if I was in dire straits and I need I needed someone for the rest of the year, I'd be looking at CJ Stroud for sure. Yeah, he's actually the first um He's the first player in, in fantasy history, you know, and in, in the or actually NFL league history to have at least 900 passing yards and four passing touchdowns and zero interceptions in his first three games. So everybody says uh, quarterbacks out of Ohio State are just an automatic bust. And uh, I mean, for the most part, up until now, they have. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there might be someone who broke the curse over there. And they were even talking about bringing him to, to Chicago, which is hilarious. But um, yeah, I think I would go the same. I think I'd, I'd, I'd agree with uh, the PZ there. Um, I would go with CJ Stroud. But, you know, I do, uh, I, I would say out of those ones, though, I honestly would not feel bad about Baker Mayfield. I feel like. It really just, I feel like he's going to be like your, you know, your constant, maybe what's to say 175 to like 275 yards and at least one touchdown every game with Mike Evans or Godwin or all those. So I would say he'd be my second option there. Uh, But CJ Stroud would be my first choice. It's funny because the the answer to my question, they play each other next week. It's Miami versus the Bucks. So that's a tough match. New Orleans versus the Bucks. Yeah. Sorry. New Orleans versus Tampa Bay. So that is that's a tough matchup for both because New and Orleans then he's got to buy right after that. Yeah, New Orleans doesn't have a good defense. They have a great defense. They haven't allowed twenty points in eleven games. So I don't know if I'd be picking up Baker Mayfield to stream this week. On the other side, you know, Jameis is if if Derek Carr has to miss time, we know Jameis is going to play Yolo ball. We know you know. He's got the he's got the most recent 30-30. You know, we're talking about touchdowns and picks in the same season. Um, so he's gonna he's gonna chuck it up. You know, the Jets should call him if Derek Carr's okay, because they need someone who will just chuck and duck. But yeah, I mean, I I I don't know, man. I, I don't think I'd stream either of those guys this week. I just think it's a tough matchup for both of them. So maybe pick up Taysom Hill. Mm. <laughs> Perfect. I don't know if I go that right. far. But moving we'll on. See. We'll see. So obviously, uh, a chain is probably going to be the first one picked up on most everyone's w- uh, wires this week. But let's take a look at a couple other guys here. Let's look at Ezekiel Elliott going up against his former team this week. We got Roshan Johnson or Ty J Spears. Spears, Spears, Spears. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to say that, but um, obviously, yeah, A-Chain A-Chain A-Chain. Is, yeah, he's the number A-Chain. one. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're gonna spend your fat budget, or you're gonna throw your number one uh, wait waiver claim there if you're not in fab. But uh, I think he was even getting some uh, some coverage, some hype, you know, preseason that he was gonna take it over, and I think people realized that. You know, Mostert and Wilson were there that he wasn't just going to push them to the side, but he was And Salim Ahmed, too. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. So I would say he would be number one. uh, But if uh, he's not available, depending on where you're at, how much you have left in your fab budget, I would say Zeke, you know, go with that revenge game. 
Uh, I mean, he's he's getting little work and he's getting, you know, more points than Joshua Kelly. <laughs> that's for sure. As well as Tyler Algier and Khalil Herbert and Antonio Gibson, basically everybody on my squad. So I would say, look at Zeke, you know, anything were to go um, happen to, you know, cook as well, then he would definitely be leapfrogged um, into, you know, that starting role. So I, I would say Zeke. What about you? Peasy. Sorry, guys. My my uh, AirPods died on us, so I had to switch to manual. So, but yeah, so I I couldn't hear a word you said, which is the best thing about that's happened on this podcast ever. Um, but <laughs> you know, I think you know A chain is obviously the right answer. I it's one of those things where I don't. I'm in a weird spot with if you're in a if you're in a fab league, how much do you put on there? Because the thing is is you know Mostert is still there and Mostert is he's he's looking good he's the one right now he's looking good you can't it, when you're talking about like people can't lose their jobs to the injury yes that happens but you're not going to lose your job if you're performing and you're still the number one but Period. he is right. very injury prone throughout yes. his career he hasn't played a full season he has been true and so i think you know i would go i would go about 40% for a chain, you know, somewhere around there. Maybe it, it really depends on your running back room, but he's going to have games where he goes off like yesterday and he could have games where he gets two catches for, or I'm sorry, two carries for 1.9 yards like he had last week. You know, I, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be very hard to trust him until he shows that until, until he gets like 15 touches a game. But his upside is so high that you have to make you have to you have to take a shot with him. You have to. We saw, you know, they're not always even playing the Broncos who literally quit on their team. But you know, the 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 speed for him is there, and we know that the Dolphins offense is built through speed. You know, that's what they want to do. They want to get space, they want to get guys open, guys running. And you know the the upside's just there. As far as you feel the need for speed, for speed, you're dangerous, Maverick. Um, but so yeah, what, so what's your next guy then? If you're saying he's the the obvious one, that's who I basically talked about. Said, I mean, I think uh, who are the other on, options from Beep? Because that's right when my head. So Roshan Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, or uh, Ty J Spears. You might think I'm crazy here. Spears has been getting a lot of work. Now, is Derrick Henry a little more hurt than we thought? I mean, he only rushed for Derrick, 20 yards last week. Yeah, or is Derrick Henry, you know, did did those 400 carries a year for the last five years finally catch up with him? You know, so I w- I'd take a look at Spears. I know last week I said I wouldn't, but with what I saw this week, I mean, he, 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 it's hard to argue, you know, fantasy football is like, I don't want to say it's like 80% volume, but at the running back position, there's, there's a pretty good argument to be made that if you're getting volume, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're going to be a top player. So I'd monitor that. I don't think Zeke, excuse me, is going to do much. I know they're playing Dallas, but that offense, the New England offense is just boring. And Ramondre Stevenson is getting all the good work. So, and then Roshan, I mean, I just, 
I really can't trust anybody on the Chicago offense right now. I would say DJ Moore, but even then, I, I would say wide. I would say wide receiver three, flex position. Maybe a flex and, option, yeah. Depending on like how deep your team is, yep. so. Uh, All right, moving yeah, on here. Humble. Wide wide receivers. We're gonna get uh, a couple options here. Um, I'm gonna get you a duo package: Joshua Palmer and Quentin Johnson from the Chargers. Now that Mike Williams is out for the year, uh, Romeo Dobbs and Jalen Reed from the Packers, and I'll give you the option between Marvin Mims and Tank Dell. So. I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer that in two stages. Um, I like the Chargers better than the Packers right now. Like I said, Quinton Johnston is not getting open, but Palmer, Palmer was the one who took over the the targets after Mike Williams went down. You know, well, he he led the Chargers in receptions last year. Palmer did. Uh, no. Oh, Mike oh, yeah, Williams. no, no, yeah, no. Paul Palmer led the Chargers Palmer. with 72 yeah, receptions. Mike last Williams year. and Keenan Allen missed like 18 yeah. combined games last year. Yeah. So I, you know, I Palmer would be Palmer for me is ahead of Quentin Johnston. And if you know, but it's one of those things where if Palmer's already on a team somewhere, which he might be, then he might then you know you can take a flyer on Quentin Johnston and just see how it works out with with the Green Bay guys, the reason I don't want to go Green Bay is because when Christian Watson comes back, he's a bona fide dog. You know, he he's a number one option. He's missed the first three games and, you know, hopefully he gets healthy soon. But when he gets back, that's going to eat into their target share. Um, and then the last two guys, uh, Tank Dell is, he seems to be a serious player. That might be a good stash. He could be a flex option for a couple weeks. So I, if I had to pick... Uh, if I had to pick the teammate options, I'd go with Ch- uh, the Chargers, and then Tank Dell is going to be my other choice there. Um, I'm still laughing the fact that you referred to Christian Watson as a dog. He's a dog, dude. <laughs> Won me a title. You made last me think year. of that meme. Are you watching too much Instagram over there? Romeo Dubs, dog. dog. Jalen Reed, Devine, dog. dog. Christian Watson, dog. dog. Jordan Love, dog. Well, this kid, this kid I don't think Christian Watson. I mean, he had Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. We'll see how he goes. I think with um, the options that Beeb Count uh, referenced, I would go somewhat similar. Um, I would definitely go with the Chargers player first, just because. I mean, Mike Williams was he was about to be on a verge. I I, I just think the Chargers is a team like the Dolphins, um, also like you know the Eagles, where they can support you know two wide receivers. Um, and that's, that's a team that I, I feel comfortable doing that because they're going to throw a ton and Herbert doesn't, you know, he's always going to have two guys that he can just lock in on. So I would, I would lean Palmer first. Um, but I think, uh, I think Johnson's going to do better. I mean, they drafted him and he's tall and he's big. I just, he there's no way open though. Yeah. I was going to say, there's just no way he's going to leapfrog those guys, but we'll see. He'll get his shot, but I would say Palmer would be number one. And for me, I would say my number two, I'm going to go with tank. Um, we briefly brought him up. I've kind of said he's been, you know, you know, the Houston along with Nico Collins and CJ Stroud. I mean, 
Nico Collins busted and tanked did well. Tank has actually been doing good. Why Nico's been doing good too. So um, I think game flow. There's just going to be a lot of throwing you know balls their way. So I'm going to go with Tank. It just sucks because usually on teams that are the least flashy, you don't get as much coverage and you're not as excited for it. But I think from a fantasy perspective, I would say if I couldn't get Palmer, um, I think I would lean uh, Tank. I'm going to go a sneaky pick here. Um, and it's going to be a kind of a throwback to the old guys. I got a feeling he's probably available in your league. Adam Thielen in Carolina. Yeah, and so with Thielen, hooked on a Thielen, I like the reference. Um, But, you know, it's crazy that we saw Thielen get all those targets, making some good plays with Andy Dalton this week. You know, know, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, the rookie's struggling because he's a rookie and they don't have any, you know, Bryce Young's struggling because they don't have any weapons. Andy Dalton comes out there, puts up, what was it? 350 with those same targets. Yeah. So maybe you look good. Maybe and that DJ Tark. something and he starts looking Thielen's way more. Cause yeah, you're right. Thielen. I, I mean, man, he's, he's tough to trust with his, you know, with the lat with last year's performance and this year, but he showed this week. He's like, yeah, I can still get open. I can still catch the ball. So what are we going to do here? Well, yeah, that that's a good sneaky pick. That's a, that could be, he could be a guy that could fill in for you on, I won't say a weekly basis, but he's he's a spot starter for sure if you can get a good matchup going for him. Well, I really messed up, and I left him on the bench this week, uh, and he absolutely went off on the bench, 11 catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown. I would have left him on the bench too, though, because you didn't know what you were going to be getting with Andy Dalton. So well, my, I mean, my other option was Michael Thomas, and that didn't work out. I, you know, what are you going to do? I started Thielen in one of my leagues, but uh, that's just because it's a dynasty and there's 20 man people, and then all my starters are hurt and all my team sucks. So, <laughs> but uh, fair enough. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're going to go into tight ends here. We are going to go with a guy that I mentioned last week. I think a lot of the kingdom decided, hey, you know, listen to Beep, start picking him up. He's on now 20% of rosters when last week he was on 0.7% of rosters. Jake Ferguson in Dallas. And then we'll we'll throw in uh, Luke Musgrave in Green Bay. Jakey, Jakey. Just out of curiosity. Uh, Musgrave is like rostered 10%. in about 13% of leagues. 10 to 15%. I would go Jake. You know, Dak needs, he needs a tight end, especially in the red zone. I mean, because clearly, if you watch that game, dude, him in the red zone does not look good against Arizona. Uh, with how he's looking, I think he needs a big target in the middle. So I'm going to go with Jakey. What are your I'm actually going to go with Musgrave for this week. If I'm a streamer, guy who streams tight ends, Willie Beamer, like Colin does on the weekends. <laughs> um, I'm actually going with Musgrave because so they're playing Detroit. Who right now is giving up the third most points to tight ends in in this league so far, in the in the in this season so far, so they're vulnerable to tight ends, and I just think that he, you know he's he's a high upside play if you're streaming tight ends. So I like the matchup. Fair enough. Let's take a look at a couple of defenses here just to kind of round all of this out. Um, <laughs> this this is a dumb, dumb choice. I don't even know why it's even out here. Uh, 
the Denver Broncos, Cleveland Browns, or the Pittsburgh Steelers? Ooh, you're going to have to go with Steelers. the AFC North. I mean, you Where's definitely don't want to. Next week, though. Because the Steelers have TJ Watt. And that guy is and a I... freak of nature. Jesus. He is good. So the Steelers are playing the Texans this week, week four. Steelers for sure. Because you know what? My boy Justin Fields is about to throw 45 on the Broncos just to make my life perfect. Let's ride. The I mean, Browns are playing a, a hampered uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals in week four here. And another. Who are, the, who are they playing? Who are the Bengals playing? The Bengals. Bengals can't play the Bengals. Um, Who's the other defense? The, you the Browns. Oh, yeah. Man, the Browns are playing the Bengals uh, twice already? Yeah, didn't they play them in week one? It's the Ravens. I don't watch football. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's still baseball season. You know, hockey's about to start going here. Come on. Like, uh, you, you guys knew what you were getting into when, when we started this whole thing. Yeah. Hey, it, let's, let, let's start a fantasy football show with a guy who doesn't watch football. But still plays fantasy, so I mean... Hey, because we're living in a fantasy. We're all in the Matrix. You might as well have fun, right? Living in a material world. It was a cruel summer. And I think we got some bad blood. Listen. (laughs) But hey, Kelsey almost got 22. Queen of Kansas City right now. I'm just saying. Kelsey almost got 22. I'm telling you right now, you can get the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at plus 350. It's a lock. Sparks are going to fly. Indeed. It's a lock. You must they're be star, They're Starbucks lovers, which is what I legit thought the lyrics were the first time I heard that song. All right. I think it's a good place to wrap it up here. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and then get, so to the kingdom out there, we're going to be back on Friday with an episode where we're going to go over the matchups for the upcoming weekend game. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, Kali, any last thoughts? Love that I got that W against you, my co-host. Brutal. Can't mm-hmm. wait to see you in in late December. <laughs> the second season, we'll see. Maybe I'll be undefeated still. You've lost a game. I'm undefeated. <laughs> I was talking about life. Beep, any last thoughts? <laughs> Tis the damn season. Season. All right, Kingdom. Until next time, keep raining out there. And remember, when you play fantasy, you play for the crowd. We'll see you on Baker Friday. Mayfield. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fantasy Football Kings. You can always reach out to us on Twitter at FFB underscore Kings or like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're available wherever you get podcasts. So don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.